Tony Soto Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto. <clears throat> Remember, every week you can watch me live on Tuesdays starting around 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on my Patreon, which is at the Tony Soto Show. <clears throat> I know that I took last week off. I hope it didn't throw anybody, but you know, after you do a learn the words bitch, a girl can be tired. And so sometimes the first podcast of every month is a little difficult. Um, and, and so I took the day off, but I'm sorry, I'm back. Um, I, 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 I'm losing Patreon subscribers by the day. And I asked, what do you want from me? And one of my favorite Patreons was, content we want content from you so i'm going to start uh back on the patreon with content besides just uh posting the tony soda show and the gay power half hour um but you know the tony soda show is still finding its legs the tony solo show is still finding its legs i'm still trying to figure it out because you know someone told me they're like you know it it, it it is difficult when you have two opinion podcasts you know i don't want a lot of overlap i don't want anyone to be um uh thinking that it's just monotonous and the same old boring shit well that said let's give you some boring shit shall we um i premiered Battle Babies, uh, which is my new weekly show on Wednesdays, which is happening at Stash in West Hollywood. Uh, the show starts at 10 p.m. Um, I premiered it, and I'm so excited. Now, this is the third time that I've done Battle Babies. I started it at Precinct ages ago, then I moved it to Akbar, and then uh, since COVID, I'm now in West Hollywood. It is four baby drag artists every week. Uh, they lip sync battle each other for your enjoyment and cash and prizes. Uh, it's sponsored by Serve Vodka, uh, which is the game show Girls Vodka. You know, they have Manila and Alaska and Monet and Trixie and Trinity and others. But um, so they're, they're, they're sponsoring it. And it's, it's, it's a really cute night. It is a weekly show now. I am in West Hollywood every Wednesday. So please, please. Uh, come out and support Maxwell and I. We love doing uh, new shows. We love doing shows. Let us do shows for you. And uh, you can actually hear me on this Friday's episode of Race Chaser because um, I do the tip spot during Hot Goss. So I'm going to be on there talking to Willem in Alaska about all of the shows that I do. And you know, it needs to be said, and I'm going to address it on stage, obviously, on Wednesday, but um, I want to address it here as well, because I am very all drag artists. Like, I want kings, queens, and everyone in between. And um, I was called out on our premiere night by our winner, Nacho Daddy, who is a fabulous king uh, here, uh, who is from Arizona, but now does uh, is a drag king out here in Los Angeles. And um, I, I, I realized I cannot be the drag MC, the host that tells um, the world that they want to see all drag expressions, but then fail uh, when addressing those drag artists. And uh, I made a, I made a, a joke about can't queens just be universal? The, the word queens 
be universal for all drag artists because I'm old and I don't want to learn new tricks. Um, I, I, I'm conditioned to mostly say queens. I use female pronouns for literally everything and everybody in my life. Um, so, but I referred to Nacho as a queen and they were like, no, 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 um, uh, misogyny, misogyny. And I was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. I cannot be the queen that says I want to be a place that accepts everybody and then um, uh, not address them correctly. It's not just queens anymore. It's not just it's not just queens. It's everybody, and it should be everybody. And I don't want to be a part of the problem. So thank you, Nacho Daddy, for calling me out and uh, letting uh, the world know that you're not going to stand for an old dog. You hate old dogs. Um, if anyone is wondering if you're watching me, why I have uh, the blue screen up now, um, it's because I hung out with my kid brother and his girlfriend um, for dinner um, here in LA. Uh, and um, the girlfriend works uh, in conjunction for or with the TikTok, apparently. And I told her that I was on the TikTok. And she's like, oh, I'm a, I'm, I work with the TikTok. And so then she looked at my page and she's like, well, the first thing I would say, just on first glance, is content variety. <sighs> I know what you mean by that. That means I'm not doing enough little uh, choreo numbers and step ball changes and whatnot. Um, but I truly only use TikTok mostly for just clips of this show and the Gay Power Half Hour. So I thought, what can I do for content variety? Well, I might be on a beach. Who knows? I could be in a library. You know, I could be in a plane as long as this great blue screen is up. And then I'll fucking give them background variety. Not, I mean, every, there is always a variety of content here on my TikToks and my social medias. It's just me saying a variety of shit. That's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we had um, Indigenous Peoples Day this week. Uh, formerly Columbus Day. And I just have to say, like the doubling down of all the conservative politicians on Twitter, like it's like when they pretend that uh, that there's a war on Christmas and no one is saying Chris, Merry Christmas anymore. Everyone's like, huh, not be Columbus Day. Oh, thank you, Columbus, for giving us America. You do know that he uh, only was in the Caribbean, right? Like you do know that he never really uh, stepped foot on the Americas in general. And this just goes to show you how backwards we all are because and how we failed many generations of people with a shitty public school system. Uh, because we have people in office right now, we have conservatives in office right now who truly don't even know. I, I would challenge them to pass a test, any test, any a map test, what states are where, you know, like you should at least know that. And I and I and I doubt they do. And that's what I'm saying. And so like all this doubling down on the hatred and like, it's just so crazy how, how, um, how we are just how, how the moment a school shooting happens and a bunch of kids are murdered uh, and then uh, they put up a park immediately. So we'll forget about it. But when it comes to Columbus day, uh, this guy like raped kids, man, he like raped and murdered kids. Um, uh it's just crazy that they're doubling down like how how angry and mean 
the conservative right is these days and how how it's like I don't know. It's just all vicious. It just seems like it's like, okay, we have established that Columbus Day is a farce. We've established that Columbus himself was a fucking farce. Um, why not give it to the indigenous people? Why not? If you're so proud of this country, why not be proud of the entire country and its history? I mean, I mean, I know you want to push the genocide of indigenous people here uh, aside, and it's hard to do that when we want to give them a day. But fuck, give them the goddamn day. It's not so hard for people to like know history and try to like adhere to history. Like this holding on to a facade of whoever you think Columbus is, is such a waste of time. It's like, we as a country have a time now where we can embrace the beautiful history of our indigenous people. And we just choose not to. Like none of these developed countries want to realize that, that you know, maybe we didn't pretty up the fucking place. Maybe we did, in fact, come in and fuck it all up. I just hate it. It's so irritating. It's like, like it's such a silly thing to double down on. And here's the truth, too, because we are in the middle of uh, the beginning. Uh, uh, you know, elections, uh, the election is right around the corner. And um, I feel like it's necessary that I remind my listeners, because I don't know, didn't exactly know how far my, my net goes, but I know it hits other states besides California. And I just need you all to know that you can hear my voice. If you are listening to me right now, Republicans don't have a plan. They don't have a plan. Like you hear them talking about how old and dementia ridden Biden is and how crime is rampant and blah, blah, blah. You know, crime is only rampant right now. There's only a crime crisis to all of you folks right now out there who are critical against, uh, uh, against his president because it's bleeding over into the white areas. Like if it wasn't bleeding over onto Melrose and into Beverly Hills and onto Michigan Avenue and all of these fucking like, uh, you know, Times Square, like if it wasn't going into all of these areas, you all would be turning your eyes to it anyway. Do you think that this is violence and crime that like inner city communities aren't already used to regularly? It's like, it's like, People are broke. People are poor. People are working their ass to make a living right now and they can't seem to make the ends meet. And so it's like, what do you think of when you are at your fucking lower, eat the fucking rich. That's what you think about. Like, and, and I don't know. I, I, I think like, regardless of how you want to look at it, I think so far, Democrats have always gotten people out of jams and which is basically after a republican is in office and let us not forget we had a global pandemic that is still here i literally have a friend who and, and this is just a warning to you too all of my performer friends out there COVID's not gone and the thing about our business is in the entertainment business is if you get a gig that gig is going to pay you good money and uh you want that good money because shit is tough but the moment you get COVID, then that money is gone. Like, that is the thing about being a freelance artist. It's like, it's like, I mean, God, it has me thinking, do I get a job? Do I get a job job? Should I get a job job? Like, should I like work part time somewhere? Like, should I be a bag boy? Like, what should I do? No shade to that. But like, you know, I moved to California um, 
in my mid thirties. And I said, I would, I, I'm doing, if I'm doing this, I'm doing this to work in my industry. I'm not doing this to come and like get another office job or fucking whatever. But the pandemic's not over for artists. And that's what we have to understand. Like it is our job to be in front of masses, like whether it be drag queens, stand-up comedians, fucking actors, like we are amongst the public and we are at risk still. And it's like, and when we lose the money, we lose the money. Like that, there's just, there's no money coming back. So, because they can't cancel shit like that. You know, everything's on a schedule and it's rough. So just be careful out there. Like mind you, and honestly, if you even feel a little sick about anything, like if you feel got a cold or whatever, look, masks are here now, but protect yourself, like do whatever and protect other people too. By wearing that mask, if you're sick, you're not getting it around everywhere else. Like we, we should not lose sight of that. Masks are a good thing and they do, uh, uh, they do, they do have a purpose. Uh, but yeah, no plan. Vote blue. Look, vote blue. Listen, like, like it, it, it's kind of crazy because we're going to say two years out of a pandemic that we're going to give it to Republicans to take care of this country when it's still so fucking fragile. Are you fucking kidding me? That mean that makes no sense. Everybody like it makes no sense. Just truly makes no sense. I, I don't even, I don't even know. I'm so glad there are times that I'm so glad that I live in my bubble, but like I do keep my Twitter conditioned on a conservative lean so that way I can understand what is going on. Why are people liking Ted Cruz? Like, why do we give a shit that Tulsi Gabbard is suddenly not a Democrat anymore? Like every time, every time like Marjorie Taylor Greene is retweeted by a liberal person or whatever, it's like, why are we giving her that kind of platform, that kind of attention? Or the Herschel Walkers of the world, like, like nothing that these people are saying it, uh, like, like if anything of uh, that they are saying resonates with you as a person, then I really think you should probably take a class at your local community college. I don't know, freshen up, take an English class. I don't know, shit, learn something. At this point, learn a trade because we're about to get into a recession, everybody. I tweeted about this recently and I'm going to go take a break, but we're going to talk about it um, uh, when we come back. I, I tweeted about it because... Uh, a drug dealer told me that we were in a recession. And I'm going to tell you, if there's anyone that you need to understand and believe about money situations in this country is uh, a drug dealer because people do drugs. I don't care what anyone says. This whole war against drugs has been a pain in the ass and a waste of money. People do drugs, but people do drugs for fun, hopefully. I mean, granted, there's those people, but overall drugs are a fun thing. So we learn that when we are in a recession, people cut fun things out of their lives. They're going to the bar less, they're doing less drugs. And my and the drug dealer was like, be beware, beware. People aren't spending money anymore. People don't want to do that anymore. And um, I think it's just, a, I think it's, I think it's time that we started a new conversation when it comes to drugs. Uh, and um, we're going to talk about that when I come back. Tony Soto Show. All right. I am back with the show. Um, and uh, yeah, let's talk about drugs, baby, because drugs are in the news. Not good drugs. Shit drugs are in the news. And I'm going to tell you about the shit drugs because I've done a lot of drugs in my day. And there's a lot of shit drugs. And mostly I think that 
anything can turn into a shit drug if you decide to crush it up and put it in your nose. I find like if you put it in your nose or if you melt it down to inject it into your body, it immediately becomes a shit drug. And the thing is, is those drugs uh, can do either. I mean, I remember my day back in the day when I used to smoke foilies, um, you know, uh, one step above freebasing. But um, I, I, where are you going with this, Tony? Where are you going with this sharing all of your sordid drug tales again? God, the show hasn't changed at all, Tony. You're messy, drug enthusiast. I am a drug enthusiast, but when it comes to drugs, I'm an enthusiast for drugs that aren't uh, uh, mentally or physically dependent. Like you do not be, and for me, I think that that is MDMA, uh, LSD, uh, 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 mushrooms, psilocybin, uh, uh, anything that hallucinates like DMT, uh, you know, shit that, shit that like, uh, scientists have made better, but that you can take in nature that will make you uh, feel a certain way. I think that the world has given us a lot of things that we can get fucked up on. Like, I still to this day want to do peyote. You know what I mean? I still to this day want to do the ayahuasca. You know, like I, I want to do these things because I've talked to people who have done them and I think that they've done good things. Now, the shit drugs, the shit drugs are the drugs that are getting us in, into trouble right now are the drugs that you can mix with the fentanyl and whatnot. Um, so the blow, the the ketamine, the heroin, you know, all all the fucking stuff that you do if you're really cool. But I think that there are there are, I I am a firm believer that all drugs should be legal. Like I think that we should reclass. I think that uh, if anything. Uh, the government is going to see how regulating marijuana has been beneficial to them. And I think that truly, if we if we really looked at drug abuse and drug addiction from an adult approach, and I'm not talking the religious aspect, I'm not talking about AA, where you need to have a fucking higher power in order to get, we know where addiction starts. It starts in a poor home, mostly, or it starts in a fucking abusive home. You know, it starts where someone is feeling alone and left away. That's where, that's where uh, shitty drug use starts. But I, I have, uh, and, and I know that I'm coming from a place of privilege and that my life is different. I am very lucky because all the drug experimentations that I've done throughout my life, I just always have known that there was something more for me than the drugs. So like, <clears throat> I always knew there was something else going on. And so like, I couldn't get wrapped up in drugs. However, cocaine tried, she tried. She was like, hey girl, hey girl, come back, bitch, where are you, girl? And then when I gave them up, and I'll tell you, when I gave up cocaine, there were so many people who didn't believe it, which that's how you know. Maybe you did a little bit too much cocaine. But I do think that with proper government regulation, legalization of all drugs and um, services that can help, if we take the secret out of drug use and drug abuse and drug addiction and the, and the quietness of it, um, and bring it to the surface. And I think that we can actually like, you know, curb addiction and make drugs what they were designed for, which was to have fun, you know? Like not rainbow fentanyl fun. Now, let me tell you, I'm not trying 
And here's the thing. I also don't think that drug dealers are trying to cater to children when it comes to drugs. Rainbow fentanyl, I think, is a thing. And now, granted, like, I'm talking... I'm going to say kids like out like below junior high level because I started uh, experimenting with drugs and alcohol at 12. So I'm going to go by my story. So I'm like rainbow fentanyl for me is looks like a way to dupe club kids. Like that's what it looks like to me. Like if anything, it's like people are going to think that it's a role or whatever. Now people do use fentanyl just fentanyl that's wild to me it's crazy i don't get it but like i don't think that the rainbow fentanyl is because they're trying to get your kids i think that kids are getting a hold of it absolutely we've had a lot of kids in high schools that have been ODing and whatnot and that's fucking scary but you know we're in the spooky season we're in the holiday season of halloween and Old stories are happening that I remember from when I was a, a young person. Uh, and it's, um, uh, they're going to drug your candy. Oh, they're trying to drug your candy. Now, if you remember what I said when I started this segment, is that we are entering a recession. And here is one thing that drug dealers hate. It's a recession. They want your money. They want you to be, and they don't want you dead. They don't. Why would you kill your customers? They're not McDonald's. You know what I mean? They're not trying to kill off everybody. They're not like uh, these cell phone companies that are probably giving us tumors in our ears. They're not these people that are poisoning water. You know, you know these. You know, they don't want you dead. Will will you die at some point? Maybe. So, you know, they're always, I'm sure they're hoping for, for clientele. It's like any business. But what I'm saying is they're not wrapping up fentanyl pills to give to your fucking kids when they can sell it to somebody else who's going to take it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And yeah, granted, worry about the fucking kids. But here's the thing. When we, when we don't openly have a dialogue about all the facets that encompass drugs and drug use and drug addiction. Like, this is the thing. I'm going to tell you what got me ready to try shit, all right? And that, and I'm talking about from the very first Marlboro Red head buzz was people telling me how scary it all was. Everyone who is telling you the dangers of drug use i'm like my first thought as a dumb kid in those days was i mean how dangerous could it be i'm resilient i can take on the world i'm not gonna die of drugs like that's what they need to tell the the the, the narrative that the narrative that needs to happen is drugs are fun drugs make you feel really good um, drugs make you feel really good no matter how you feel before you take the drugs. Um, but you always go back to how you felt originally. Drugs are not going to fix things. Uh, and if you take too many drugs or too much of drugs at one time, you die 
and, and I just don't think that these conversations are happening in homes because, you know, I always remember uh, because we're going to uh, uh, steer this into uh, Biden, who is going to pardon um, people who were busted for weed. Um, I remember <clears throat> that PSA commercial where the dad comes out and he is like, hey, what is this? He finds his, excuse me, he finds his um, kid's stash, right? And it's always in a cigar box in those days. Like it made me want to get a cigar box. I was like, why am I not putting my drugs in a cigar box? Is that where they belong? According to the TV, it does. The media says cigar box. But none of my, my mom smoked Virginia Slim. She wasn't a cigar smoker. But I remember this commercial distinctly because he's like, where did you get this? Where did you learn how to do this to the kid? You know, how dare you with the marijuana and the assorted baggies of pills or whatnot? It was always like it was always like three rolled joints. Remember, like just like three rolled joints. Like that's how we all smoke was joints. Um, but the kid looks at him and he's like, "I learned it from watching you." All right, and this is what it comes down to. I'm 42. I have a lot of uh, people my age who have children. I know they're doing drugs. I know now. Are they doing drugs as much as they were? No, because they have fucking baggage now that's draining their funds and their lives. But when they can get away and have a couple's night or if they're away from the kids and having a single night, whatever the marital situation, those people are looking for them for for blow. They're looking for pills. They're looking they're looking to kick it because that is that is just the case. So. If you are keeping a secret that you think is dirty from your children um, because you have guilt and you're not saying anything because of that guilt, then by you not saying something about how fun it is when you go and have a day with the girls, you're doing your kid an injustice. And now I'm not saying go tell your kid you're a fucking uh, a recreational drug user whenever uh, they're not around. But I think that if you are a recreational drug user and a parent, then you have the personal one-on-one or one-on-one uh, -on -one knowledge to tell your kid your experiences. Make it about your your sister or your brother like pass like throw another relative over the butt you got a you got a weird uncle joey make him the pill head and be like yeah no wacky uncle joey used to tell me all kinds of shit about getting whacked out on pills and how great it was now you see how poor he is though you know make it some st substantial stuff that they can see and that they can acknowledge because here's the thing you're not going to stop your kids from doing drugs you're just not you're not but you could do your part as a parent to help keep your kid alive i mean they're they have narcam at schools now which i think is smart because kids aren't getting any smarter you know what i mean at this point they're gonna like like they're gonna try to get shit and, and, and whoever's fucking putting fentanyl and everything just needs to chill it's so fucking lame i don't i don't even know but 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 you can't expect your kids aren't good 
here's what you need to get out of your fucking head. Your kids aren't good. Your kids are always, trust me, from a bad kid to you oblivious idiot parents who probably aren't good parents either in your own right. No shade. It's just not an easy thing to do to raise fucking things. Your kids are trying to get one over on you. And you can let that happen by acting like an, a dummy and acting like you don't see it. Or you can do your kid the respect of actually being like, I respect and want you to survive. I respect you. I love you. And I want you to survive in this world. So because I respect and love you enough, I'm going to give you the tools, all the tools. And like, if that means that you as recreational drug using parents have to fucking come to terms with the fact that, um, that. Uh, maybe you're not 100% grown up yet. Bitch, if you're still paying your mortgage or your rent, who cares? If your kids aren't fucking emaciated and skinny and dying, who cares? Bitch, take some acid. You need it. You need it. We need to get away on occasion. The world's not getting any easier or better for us to fucking take. So sometimes you need a little drug getaway. Now that all said too, fucking relax if you got a goddamn problem. Like y'all are really making drugs look bad with your problems. Years and years and years of fucking people dying of ODs and having drug abuse and fucking drug addiction problems and coming and relapsing and whatnot has really done drug use a, a, a shitty hand when it comes to PR. When it's just all talking about y'all ODing and getting rescued while you're doing drugs at a fucking flop house really makes it hard for people to be like, oh, but look at those fun gays at the club hugging and kissing. Anyway, Boat Blue, we've come to the end of the show. Remember, guys, every Wednesday here in Los Angeles, if you are around in WeHo, uh, come out to Battle Babies at Stash starting at 10 p.m. Sponsored by Sir Vodka. Um, it is a very, very fun show. And Maxwell and I would be thrilled if you came out and enjoyed it with us. Also, I am the Tony Soto Show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. So please follow me there. You can also please find this uh podcast our itunes page subscribe rate and leave a comment about this show as well um this i felt good about today today felt more structured and less chaotic hmm. all right great until next week bye <laughs>